0: podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network Sports Betting Media
1: Hello everybody welcome along to the Golf Betting Podcast I'm James Butler and joined as always by legendary golf pundit Dave Tindall and Dave it's almost like Season's finished. Let's party. Oh, no, we can't, because it's going to start again tomorrow, almost 72 hours after the Tour Championship has finished. We're back in PGA Tour action. And this one's a little bit different, isn't it? Because obviously the people that participated in the Tour Championship last week are having a week off. The people that didn't that have already had a little bit of a break are back in action in the Safeway Open Silverado course in California.
0: Yeah, it's basically because of the... It's not so much that they're tired or anything. It's basically the fact that it's the US Open next week. At winged foot in New York. So they're all deciding just to have a little breather before that um, major gruelling attritional test at the US Open. So, yeah, if you look at the field this week, there's one or two, I think, who are playing in the US Open. Phil Mickelson, for example. But generally, it's time to put the feet up. I mean, they're on the West Coast this week. The New New York, obviously, on the East Coast. So I think the players are just having a bit of downtime before the big one.
1: And no surprises, really, last week. We said in our podcast that Dustin Johnson was... uh... Had had a really good chance. He started with an advantage over the rest of the field. Wasn't quite the price for us last week, but he won it anyway. And a good performance from him.
0: Yeah, I mean, given him, the way he's playing, to give him a start was almost lethal. But it was no sort of price. Um, it was no surprise to see him follow through with it, and he deserved winner because he's been playing fantastic golf. And he'll be a popular punt next week's US Open as well, DJ.
1: And I can remember a certain Dave Tindall telling me that, uh, well, let's have a look at the 72 hole market. Let's go for the lowest um, score across the 72 holes. And fifth place, Scotty Sheffler, who you put up at 28 to 1 to get the lowest score, has uh, come up trumps for us.
0: Yeah, he landed the H Way Cash, which was uh, really nice. And again, it was finding that late snippet, which is the raison d'etre of this podcast to find late information. And we found out, didn't we, that he'd played the course there and won there in his collegiate days. So. Yeah, again, it was a nice one uh, to come up. Obviously, Colin Morikow, as you well know, I uh, mate. We discovered that. Yeah, he, we discovered that he played college golf on the US PGA track where he won. So it's quite a nice angle in, isn't it? When you when you find these ones uh, little nuggets like that.
1: Well, let's start the new season. Let's get underway with the Safeway Open. As I say, uh, played on the Silverado Golf Course in California. And the top end of the market for this one, Siwoo Kim is the uh, market leader. He is best price of around about 20 to 1. Phil Mickelson, as you mentioned, he's playing as well. He's around about that same price too. Brandon Steele, 22 to 1. Joel Dullman is uh, in there around about 26s. Then you've got Harold Varner the third. He's 28 to 1. Jordan Spieth, we don't get to mention very much these days, is third. 30 to 1 and the rest are well Sergio's in there as well Garcia at 30 to 1 and the rest are bigger you mentioned the fact that we we hold our horses and we wait for the the latest um, information from the from the course what have we learned over the last few days
0: yeah well firstly I hope it's on because um, I don't know if you've been following the news but there's been a lot of wildfires in California of late so if you look on Twitter at the moment you see players it, it's spooky um, you see players playing under orange and red skies and you're thinking oh were well, they putting in some late practice at you know half eight at night and this was at midday and the sky sort of okay. you know it's it's dark with just this this strange orange hue overhead so I do hope it goes on because that's the first thing to think about because obviously there's some trouble in the area so yeah that, that that's something to look out for this week but yeah it's it's a tricky tricky one to assess I think there's been a few players interviewed um, in the last couple of days, which um, obviously we're coming quite late to the party with this podcast because there wasn't much to go on. But there's been a few things and that's helped certainly helped me find my way to a couple of bets. I think the outright market is very tough. As I said before, the, the big guns are preparing for the US Open. This is a kind of fairly low quality field it, where you're getting prices on players that you don't normally see at those sort of low prices. So, I was struggling to really find a, a great value each way bet. I have to say.
1: So if we if we take a, a bit of a, a journey away from the outright markets, then is there anything else that's caught your fancy this time?
0: Yeah, so I looked at um, I did look at these interviews and it did actually throw up two bets. So the first one I like is uh, Jim Furyk. Um, he was interviewed uh, recently. He's turned fifty now, so he's he's available for the Challenge Tour and he's actually won already on the Challenge Tour. Phil Mickelson got big headlines for winning. On his Challenge Tour debut, but uh, Jim Furyk got there first. He won an event at the start of last month, uh, which obviously gave him some confidence. So I think a reasonable ex- expectation for him this week is to have a top ten. If you look around, you can get seven to one at Betway, thirteen to two uh, with other firms. Um, I just think. It's a course uh, that will suit him. And they actually said in an interview when he was interviewed yesterday, that was Wednesday, he says, it's a golf course I like. It. It's kind of short, windy. It's got some defense on the greens where you have to put the ball in the right places. It's not a power-driven golf course. That's the big difference between the PGA Tour and a Champions Tour. PGA Tour is getting more and more about power, but this particular course, Purick thinks he can handle it and it's fair to say he can. Last time he played it, which was the first time last year, he was tied 17th, so he was very close to a top 10 last year, and we're getting 7-1, to that he can pull out a top 10 this year, and that's on the back of a, a confidence boost in winning the, on the Champions Tour. So I thought he was a, a nice way to get us going with a, a top 10, that's 7-1. to one.
1: I, I like Jim Furyk. I hope that comes off, because I, he's one of my favourite golfers. You, you mentioned, though, before we press record, you've got two potential bets for this one, and another one that's maybe a, a slightly bit more left field as well.
0: Yeah, it just, um, it just happens to be that they interviewed, um, they've only done four interviews this week um, in, in the press conferences, and they picked on two Europeans, uh, Sergio Garcia and open champ Shane Lowry, and I thought they gave slightly different opinions on where they're at. Lowry was admitting he's trying out some new clubs, he's got new clubs in the bag this week, and obviously that's puts an element of doubt because you don't quite know how that will turn out. He says, I've got some new equipment in the bag, a new set of irons and a new driver. He reckons his old driver was coming up with some weird numbers on track man. So he's put this new driver in the bag. Yes, it might go well, but you change equipment, there's always a risk that you need some time to bed it in. He's also quite making quite strong comments about really missing his, his family. He's got a young kid and he's been away for a long time. So he's kind of just sticking it out in America because he didn't want to go back home and then, Quarantine and come back, so he's sticking it out. He's playing this week. He's playing the US Open next week. But he, he sounds like a player who just kind of wants to be home. To be honest, uh, so I thought there was a doubt on him. Garcia, by contrast, he's got an American wife, so he's much more. He seems much more bullion about being over in America. Um, it, Napa is a big wine area, so he was going on about this is a great chance to kind of go off with his wife and uh, drink some wine. Well, hopefully, not too much wine. I was going to say off, you know, that, that
1: that could go horribly <laughs> wrong, couldn't it?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, hopefully afterwards, possibly. Um, but he, he does seem in a good place. He he says the course reminds him of uh, Riviera with, with the looks on the tees and the beautiful high trees, he said. And he just check his record at Riviera. He's got just a bunch of top 25s and a couple of top 4s and a top 6. So Garcia on a course that I think he'll really like um, and seemingly in a good place. He says my game feels pretty good. Um, it's interesting that quite a few bookies have actually paired the two up in a match. Garcia versus Larry, because so they're similar prices in the outright market. So definitely my money is on Sergio this week. He's he's around 10 to 11 um, with most firms to win that 72-hole match bet. And I think he can uh, can get it done.
1: If you look at the outright prices, Garcia and Lowry are both around about 30 to 1, aren't they, to uh, actually win the event. But you're taking Sergio 10 to 11 to actually... Get a better tournament in under his belt than Shane Lowry over the next week. It, it's talk about Shane Lowry and being away from home and stuff. It's one of the things that you, you kind of forget a little bit because COVID becomes a bit of a part of regular life, doesn't it? But you forget that these guys are away from home, having to quarantine in various places, and it's a, a little bit of a, a very alien environment still for them.
0: Absolutely, I did say I can't remember who it was. I saw a player pull out this week. He just said I can't face another week in a hotel, so I'm I'm not playing. I'm going home. Uh, so, yeah, so they're not robots. They And the European guys, you've got to remember that those based uh, back in Europe, they, they're missing their families. So it, it adds, an, adds an extra element. If you look at Lowry's form, it's golf returned, um, it's poor. He's missed a lot of cuts. Had a good week at St. Jude, but generally it just looks like a bit of a struggle. Maybe he's a bit of a homeboy who wants to be back in his family and absolutely understandably
1: so absolutely as you say not robots it's sometimes easy to think when you watch them on the TV or whatever that they're just golfers not human beings but very much uh, flesh and blood like everybody else so the two bets this week Jim Furyk to get a top 10 finish is a 7-1 to best price and Sergio Garcia to have a better week than Shane Lowry at 10-11 to Dave Tindall before you go obviously we'll be back next week for another major it's come around quickly but uh, one to look forward to
0: yeah, the US Open. really looking forward to that at Winged Foot. Um, it's a famous course. It's held previous big events. I mean, <laughs> to kind of give an idea of, of what it'll be, there's a, a event played there in the 70s called the Massacre of Winged Foot <laughs> because the scoring was so ridiculous. So yeah, it's one for the tough guys next week. So it should be interesting.
1: I look forward to that and uh, look forward to the event over the next uh, few days in California. Dave Tyndall, thank you very much for joining me as always
0: thanks James
1: and whether you go with Dave's picks or whether you go your own way gamble responsibly enjoy the golf and we'll see you next time
0: Sports Social Podcast Network